0: everyone, Matt Williamson coming at you for the final time this week, prepping for Steelers Bills. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Folks, it's all going down at the FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino, where you can get in on all the action this football season, bet on your teams with a sportsbook rep or at our self-service kiosks, and then jump into the stadium on our giant 40-foot video wall. How's that for a touchdown? Join your friends at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Bet, watch, and win. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And as we do usually to wrap up the week, let's look at some individual matchups for this game. Um, frankly, this one's not as good as others because the Bills are really, really good and they're a hard team to exploit. And that starts with Josh Allen. You know, what do you do against this guy? Um, I think it starts with being very aware of his athleticism and his ability to break structure, um, and that's going to fall on the linebackers more than anybody. Trying to keep eyes on him while also keeping eyes on routes is not going to be easy. Um, I also think that you have to be very structured with your pass rush plan with in terms of screaming off the edge Or losing contain while also rushing the passer and he breaks free and the play breaks down. That's not what you want. But unlike some other great running quarterbacks, keeping him in the pocket isn't a wonderful option either. I mean, he can dice you up from the pocket. He's been getting the ball out of his hands quickly, but even late in the snap, he's unbelievably dangerous. So I don't have a whole lot of answers for him, to be very honest with you. I do have some answers though for for Stefan Diggs. You know, their their next best player, a stud receiver, and I think with the status of their pass catchers, I would really more than usual roll coverage Diggs direction. You know that Sealers don't have any corners right now that can handle Diggs. Few can in the league, but I'm helping whoever all the time. I, I'm if that means a lot of singling up. There are other pass catchers, which have been a little suspect. I can live with that. And if I get nickeled and dime, but I'm going to try to chop off Allen's right arm here. And that's Diggs, who's much better than the rest of the group. Gabe Davis is considered by a lot to be a breakout candidate. That really hasn't happened. Hasn't been getting consistent separation with his ankle. He's been out there, but he's not drawing targets. Targets are earned. And he has not been, you know, warranted getting targets. So as a result, they've started to split out Singletary, they're back quite a bit more, and fine, you know, I mean, but if Singletary beats up on Bush and Jack and those guys, I can live with it. I can live with Knox beating up on Edmonds, who I presume will play. And Shakir or McKenzie out of the slot are a little more unproven. They're they're talented players. I like them both, but again. If they're winning one-on-one matchups with slot corners, whether that's Sutton or probably more likely Millett, which is a little worrisome, um, then so be it. I mean, none of those matchups I just laid out are tremendous, but I really think more than ever, really got to lean towards not letting Diggs, you know, destroy the game. That just makes it too easy. I do think the Steelers front, even without Watt, is absolutely an advantage against this offensive line, though. Cam has to have a huge day. Highsmith has to have a few, huge day, finish on his sacks. But I do think that's an advantage that the Steelers are probably pretty happy with right now. You know, they're the Bills' offensive line against the Steelers' front. Um, I don't know that I do a lot of blitzing, especially if I'm going to be helping Diggs out quite a bit in coverage. You know, you need that extra defender, pass, you know, uh, uh, cover guy. So I do think Steelers front has to be a dominant unit in this game. And I think it's capable, again, even without Watt. Um, But, I mean, that's, you know, we're we're reaching a little. I mean, the team the Steelers are playing are much better. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, I think almost in a Minka-like manner now, and frankly, teams are just staying away from Minka, I think you have to be really wary of, of Poyer. Who's the only guy in the league that has more picks than Minka? He's one of the best safeties in the league. His partner in crime, Hyde, is out, but Poyer's having as good a season as anyone out there. Uh, I really would be conscious of attacking him in any way, whether it's too high, which is usually what they do, or if he's matched up in, you know, man or whatever. But I would be very wary of testing Poyer. Um,. <laughs> their front seven's a real problem. You know, We've talked about this throughout the week. Their defensive line goes nine deep. They really lean on Milano and Edmonds every snap on the second level, and they're very good at what they do. So the front seven just does not have a lot of holes, doesn't have a lot of spots that you could pick on. And again, this is kind of like dealing with Allen. I don't have great answers for it. I mean, I do think... You want to be physical with these group. this group. They're a little bit more athletic, speed-based than they are power in their front seven. But again, they have nine defensive linemen. They can put out their most powerful dudes if that's the case. Or when they get you in third and long, they're going to bring out Von Miller and their pass rushers. You know, I mean, it's just a real problem. And I don't have wonderful answers for that. The O-line's going to have to play great. I'm quite happy with Chooks and Daniels on the right side. Um, I think Cole is fine. Dotson had a bad game, but he's had a pretty good year. And more, I'm mean, kind of 50-50 on. I mean, I think you can live with him. Um, but he could be up for a, a rough day to this, in this game for sure. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Their numbers in the second half on both sides of the ball, are ridiculous. And the third quarter is ridiculous. I mean, they've outscored their opponents in the third quarter, 44 to nothing. And even crazier is, and I've told you this throughout the week, but they've they faced 20 drives in the second half of games, the Bills defense. They've allowed points on one of them. Points. I mean, field goal, nope. They, they had one touchdown by the Dolphins in the second half is all they've given up in 20 second half drives. And that's when both their safeties were out and they were playing with backups all over the place in 100 million degree heat. So getting down early in this game could be all she wrote for the Steelers. You know, I mean, it it could get real ugly real fast. So it wouldn't blow me away if you saw a surprise on sides, a fake punt, you know, something out of the ordinary to try to steal a first-half possession. So maybe you could take a 13-10 lead into the half or something along those lines. Play it close to the vest if you're running the ball well. I mean, again, I'm reaching here, but it's kind of desperate times for desperate measures. Or So trying something that you wouldn't every other week might be in the cards here. And frankly, what do you have to lose? Um, so that's not the best recap I've ever done or preview I've ever done of matchups of the game because Buffalo's tough that way. But when we come back, I want to give you guys a quick little lesson on man versus zone coverage in All right, so I stumbled across this on Pro Football Focus, and I think it's something they put out every week. And I don't take it as gospel because there are a lot of coverages that start as zone and turn to man and are 50% zone, 50% man, you know, a box of one type deal, trying to explain it in basketball terms. But it's close enough, and I'm not going to do the work on every snap of every team in the league, let alone even just one, to tell you what every snap that they played man versus zone. So... By their numbers, which I think are very close to accurate, the most man coverage this past week in the league was 57% by Miami, 53% by New England, and both those teams are the same Flores, Tree, heavy man coverage teams in general. But your Pittsburgh Steelers played man on 50% of their snaps. That was the third most in the league. So to give you some reference, most zone coverage in the league, Arizona was at 85%. Raiders were at 86. Cowboys were at 87. So, you know, and they have a note here, from the 2019, 20, and 21 seasons, league average for running man coverage is only 34%. So I'm sure there's a lot of you out there thinking, boy, man, man-heavy man teams probably run, a, you know, run man coverage 80% of the time. No, league average is 34%. 50's a lot. Steelers played 50 this year, this this past week. And what's interesting to me is there's a chart on this article that tells every team's, every defense's percentage by week. So as of right now, the Steelers are playing the fifth most man coverage for the whole season. They're at 40%. The teams above them are the Giants at 43%. The Dolphins, who I mentioned, at 48, the Patriots at 48, and the Lions at 52, who are are playing the highest scoring games you can imagine on their offense and their defense. And I think they're just trying to establish some man coverage principles there because the defense needs a ton of work. So what's interesting, though, is I told you they played 50% in week four, and I think that was very... Wilson-centric. I mean, he was very bad versus man coverage as a rookie. And to his credit, I thought he got better versus Steeler man coverage as this game went on. And the Steelers corners, Millette, Wallace, Sutton, collectively had a pretty rough day. They were losing their man coverage reps. And sometimes you have to like tip your hat to the, the opponent too and say, Well, this was the game you got better versus man, or you know, the scouting report was you can't hit a curveball, but you still took my curveball, you know, uh, over the wall. Stuff happens. Um, I guess we could be critical of maybe you should have got away from man late in the game. And we talked about all the open space in the middle of the field, but I also don't know what percentage man they ran in the fourth quarter, nor frankly am I going to dig into it that heavy. But I did find it interesting that the defense played 50% man in week four in week three, though, it was only 26 and percent. So much different opponent, much different style, you know, they're adaptable in week two against a, another young quarterback who didn't do great against man, Mac Jones, they were 52 and percent. So that was the most that they've run all year. In week one, they were at 33.8. So just gives you some idea. I mean, playing man coverage against the Bengals and Burrow and those guys not having seen any 2022 tape, this is a little bit of a scary proposition. Um, So they were at about a third. The week two and week four, they were very heavy, man. I bet this week they're much more zone bracketing digs But So they've jumped anywhere from 26.5% to 52.5% man. Um, And I find that very interesting. Again, that's fifth in the league in terms of man coverage. It also makes me wonder, you know, now you have Flores and Austin more involved. Might their first round pick next year be a corner? I mean, I know everyone thinks it's going to be a tackle or a cams replacement. But if you could get a 6-1 corner with long arms and you're playing that much man, the ripple effect could be great. Um, lastly, I find this interesting, too. How how often did, it, did offenses see man coverage? Well, the Steelers are also seeing a very heavy dose of man coverage. And I think that's because of the quarterback. I mean, very frankly, I mean, I think they were want Mitch to drive the ball into tight man coverage. So only the Ravens. You know, we talked about that a lot, I think. I mean, they. Never used to see man coverage. Now they see it a ton, but Lamar looks like he's figured it out. Uh, The Vikings, the Chiefs, and the Patriots are the only offenses that have seen more man coverage than the Steelers. However, the first two weeks, the Steelers saw 43 and 50% man. The last two weeks, they've been at 24%. So teams might be backing off on the man coverage stuff. Just something to, to note. I mean, it's interesting to me how different teams look at, you know, last week's tape and all those good things and go from there. How they view you, I think, is important. So um, just to give you an idea, though, I mean, that's people don't play man 70 percent of the time very often. Like I'm looking at this, this chart where, you know, does any of the teams out there having a really high week here and there? Yeah, there's, I see two instances of somebody playing it over 70%. But league average, as I said, was you know in the 30s. But your Steelers are on one of the further spectrums of the two, so I thought that was interesting. There you have it. Um, over and out. We will talk later.